This is Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara from American Financial Security and American Financial Investments, a registered investment advisor. With the variety and sheer number of investment choices available and the new tax laws phasing into effect, are you financially prepared for retirement and saving in taxes the way you want to be? For many years, Ron and Barbara have been an integrated financial and tax preparation and planning firm, providing their clients not only with ways to make money, but also to keep more of it. Listen in as they discuss common financial questions and concerns and provide the facts on the new tax laws going into effect for individuals and businesses. And now, here are Ron and Barbara to help you find out how to move towards a more informed and confident financial future. Welcome to another uh, radio show today of Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara. The only change is uh, Barbara cannot make it today to our show. We'll miss her. But I have a friend and and someone that's been in the business for a long time, Wayne Schmidt. He's the chief investment officer at Gradient Financial Group. He's a chartered financial analyst. He's been in the business for over 30 years. He brings a wealth of institutional experience and provides really an in-depth knowledge of uh, global investment management, uh, mainly on the fixed index or fixed uh, uh, income side of the business. And Wayne, say we're delighted to have him on the show today. Welcome, Wayne. Very good, Ron. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here, and I appreciate being your guest today. Well, thank you. Wow, what a what a rocky road that we've been on the last uh, 15 months or so. It it was amazing. In 2017, Wayne, the markets were just up all the way around. Uh, as, as far as stocks were concerned, uh, you know, the fundamentals are, have been strong for several years now. But what we've seen in the last 15 months is just a lot of up and down volatility and and uh, would really love to have your take on that. Yeah, no, it's been a roller coaster ride in the markets, which it usually is, you know, and I think we've all come to realize that and learn to live with it the best we can. But especially the last six months, and I, I think a lot of the volatility has come from, you know, the Federal Reserve and specifically their monetary policy. If we go back to early October, you know, the stock markets in the U.S. were coming off of all-time highs and we had everything under control. Life was good. Growth was good. Inflation was low. And the Fed kind of came out in early October and said, you know, this rate hike, we're going to keep pressing forward. And all of a sudden they sounded the way the term is hawkish. You know, they were going to aggressively raise short-term rates. Uh, investors started to worry about an inverted yield curve, which just means short rates all of a sudden are higher than longer term rates. Uh, people worry about that because that's kind of predicted the last seven recessions that we've had. And October, November, December were exceptionally difficult months for the market. It turned a good year into a bad year in Boy, a hurry. There was a lot of clients that were pretty worried <laughs> during those several uh, months. Exactly. You know, and it's it's one of those things, again, on this roller coaster, you know, I think it's important to understand your risk tolerance in your portfolio, you know, and have your portfolio positioned, uh, whether it's through annuities, bonds, safe investments, 
and the right amount of stocks, because in the long term, it's stocks is what's going to build wealth. You know, you have to have that mix right so that you can stomach the fourth quarter. And sometimes when you're in the middle or towards the end of the fourth quarter, you start questioning your investment plan and and what you're doing. Um, And you got to be careful not to let events throw you off course. And I think at the end of the year, and I was taking a lot of phone calls from people who are like, why do, Why am I doing this? You know, this is too painful for me. Should I stay the, um, cor- should I stay the course or not? Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, what's happened in the first quarter, and the, and the Fed made a pivot uh, towards the end of the year. And I've, if you remember back, you know, Christmas Eve and going into Christmas is usually a great time for the stock market. Not so this year. And I think the market bottomed, it was maybe right before Christmas, which kind of was a difficult uh, Christmas Eve. But we rolled into December, early January, and the Fed went from being hawkish to what we'll call dovish. All of a sudden, they said, you know what? We've talked about a lot of rate rate hikes in 2019, and now we're going to be much more patient. We're going to wait and see. And all of a sudden, the market kind of breathed a sigh of relief that, okay, maybe the Fed is going to slow down a little bit recognize that the economy is slowing down a little bit uh, and move move forward at a much measured pace. And what happened here in March just recently, you know, the Fed basically came out at their last meeting and in the press conference afterwards where Ch- Chairman Powell said, you know what, we might very well be done for 2019. So no rate hikes this year, maybe one in 2020. And all of a sudden, that cast new light on the stock market and the bond market. Seemed, um, seemed to settle everybody things. Everybody started feeling better. Seemed to settle things really way down, as far as the 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 sharp volatility that we were experiencing. Anyway, yeah, no, exactly. And it was um, you know we did a lot of damage to portfolios in that fourth quarter. You know, especially if you were invested in equity, especially if you were invested in. You know, the growth sector, you know, technology, which had been just one of the great sectors of the market, you know, the Amazons and Apples and, you know, the... um, That kind of led the way in 17. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, those had come under fire and people were really worried. And then when the Fed backed off, seemed to be a little bit of a change of attitude um, with things. And there were some other events going on, too. You know, the government shutdown ended, finally. You know, which was kind of an uplifting piece. I think the the noise with China and tariffs has gone on for a long time, and it looked like, you know, there was going to be some good news there. We haven't had any yet, but we've been led to believe that uh, some type of deal is imminent. We'll see if that's the case or not. I think we're going to need something sooner rather than later to kind of keep that positive momentum going. But really, the first quarter unwound the damage from the fourth quarter. So if you look at it, step back, you know, bigger picture, you know, we've we've repaired a lot of the damage. And the fact that the Fed is is back in this dovish camp, I think, is good news for at least extending this this bull market. So so from your standpoint, really, what are what did that really mean? I mean, all the headlines the other day was, well, we have this new uh, inverted yield curve and, and whoa, are we looking at recession? What, in the short term, what what are you seeing that the outcome of that is going to be? You know, and I think that inverted yield curve has been a good predictor, but it usually predicts out, 
you know, 12, 13 months in the future, from the time we get the inverted yield curve to we actually get recession, there is some lag time in there. So I, I think we have some time to do it. And it's it's a partially inverted yield curve. Let's put it that, you know, that way that the Fed funds rate, which is where the Fed sets short term interest rates, and that's where they have control today actually yields more than the 10 year. So if you look at those two points on the yield curve, yes, it's inverted. But if you still look at the two year and five year, those yields are below the 10 year. So I, I don't know that we're all the way to a, you know, full fledged inverted yield curve, you know, but we are partially there. Uh, so I'm not worried in the real short term, you know, let's say over the next six months that this is the end all, but it may be pointing something out later in 2020 or 2021, even that, you know, a recession may be on the horizon, but it's not like here right now. So for people that are looking for, for a, a nice safe position in bonds, what are, what are, what are you looking at these days? You know, I think um, from here, this this rally we've had just recently was a little bit surprising, you know, that we've gone this far down. But I would say from here, you want to be, you know, shorter duration, mean on shorter maturities. So things that are going to mature sooner in time, because I think the longer term risk is that rates move higher and you'll lose more money if you have longer maturities. So I would say shorter maturities and then you know, higher quality credit, whether that's treasuries or investment grade corporates, you know, high yield is doing so well with the stock market doing well and spread so tight. I get a little bit nervous with high yield out into the future, but I think short duration investment grade credit is the safe place to be. Well, thank you so much, Wayne. Uh, we've come to the time where we need to take a, a quick break. And for all of you listeners out there, we will be right back. The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable financial plan, call American Financial Investments. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 928-771-8368 or visit us at AmericanFinancialSecurity.net. Well, welcome back to Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara. We just don't have Barbara today, but we do have our friend Wayne Schmidt. He's a chief investment officer at Gradient Investments. He's a chartered financial analyst, 30 years of experience in the business. We're just delighted to have him with us on the on the radio today. You know, Wayne, uh, we, we had a pretty strong bull market there for for a number of years and especially in 17 and you know we've kind of come down off from that that and entered into some pretty strong volatility and you know as we meet with clients on a daily basis to talk about their long-term financial plans and um, you know we're just making sure that their portfolios and what they do have is fits the right to mix for them as an individual or as a couple. Um, can you give us some some thoughts as far as how, you know, we try to keep people on the long-term plans and we all know that uh, being invested in, in, in the market for the long-term is 
really a way to grow wealth and give you some nice uh, growth to 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 your portfolio. Can you shed yeah, no, I, some light on yeah, that? Yeah, no, I'd be happy to uh, to do that. And I think your term there, long-term approach, is so important. You know, this the bull market that we're in right now in stocks just had its 10th birthday here in March of 2019. And we all remember, you know, the pain of 2008 and early 2009 and how depressed things were and how this was the end of the world. And we came back from that. Um, you know, we're still going strong here 10 years in, and there's no reason to say, well, this ends tomorrow. You know, we don't know, you know, when it this ends, we go into a recession, we have a bear market in stocks, but you really got to believe in, you know, stocks run up two out of three years, you know, over the long term. And it's the one market where you can build wealth over the long term. And you just have to position your portfolio with that long term in mind, knowing that in the stock market, you're going to take some volatility. That's what you're getting paid for, you know, for those long term returns. And and you can't let, you know, the fourth quarter, a great example when things are getting kind of ugly and you're starting to think about, was this 2008 all over again? Well, I don't think so. But we were overdue for correction. And you see how quickly we bounce back. And I know one client that I talked to on the phone was ready to pull the plug at the end of the year. It's like, no, don't do that now. You know, stay with stay with your program. Things will turn around. And maybe where you want to think about lightening up risk is when the market is trading at all times high and things are looking really, really strong in the market. That's where you ought to be thinking about now. Is is it a time to lighten up or am I positioned okay? And if you're positioned okay, don't even have that conversation with yourself. Just say, you know what? I have the right balance between stocks, bonds, annuities, safe assets, and I'm good. And I should feel good. And I should go out and do the things that matter. And whether that's fishing or playing golf or hobby or family (laughs) or whatever it is, don't spend every day worrying about, you know, whether the stock market is up or down today. Well, that's, that's some very good advice. And, you know, that, that's the type of approach that we have here at American Financial Investments. So we're looking at people's allocation. Just make sure that they're invested correctly for, um, you know, what their hopes, dreams, plans are, financial needs. Um, but also, as our listeners know, we we look at how taxation comes into play on all of that. Um, one of the things that I'd like to kind of discuss with you as well is, you know, with where the markets are at, with what the feds just said, um, what, what do you kind of look to for the remainder of this year and for kind of, you know, the next few years? You know, I think the, the stock market, I, I think this bull market has room to run. We always say the fundamentals drive price, you know, we'll get events, um, the one-off events that happen, whether it's trade with China or whether it's the, you know, the Boeing 737 and problems that they're having, there'll be things that'll come up that'll shake the market. But really at the end of the day, it's corporate earnings are so important, you know, can corporate earnings grow? And then valuation is the other key to the stock markets is, you know, is the market priced rich or is it priced, um, cheap? based on price earnings ratios. And I don't want to get into a lot of textbooks things, but 
you know, valuations can be low or high. We feel right now that valuations are fair. Um, we do have earnings going into a bit of a slowdown, and I'm talking about corporate earnings. You know, we ran, you know, f- I think five quarters in a row here or a little bit longer where there was double-digit corporate earnings growth. Just fantastic. <laughs> oh, it's great, you know, but we can't do double digits forever. And it looks like this quarter we're going to be, you know, moving into single-digit growth. Well, it's still growth. It's not the double-digit growth that we'd come accustomed to. But also we've had a little bit valuations aren't as stretched today as they were back maybe in September of last year. We had the correction, which brought prices down, brought valuation to be more attractive. And earnings have continued to go. It's not perfect out there. You know, not everybody's making more money, but there's winners and losers. But I think there's enough energy or fuel in the market to keep, you know, prices moving, moving higher. So we still have confidence in stocks. I kind of look at it that, you know, we thought this year was going to be, you know, a mid single digit return year. Now, if we want to get technical, you know, we look at the fourth quarter last year, maybe got offset by the first quarter this year. Let's say that gets us to zero, uh, you know, over that six month period. But still for the remainder of the year, I think if we could be up four or five percent from here, you know, is a reasonable expectation of, you know, what can I expect over my stock portfolio out of the shorter term? But you really your time horizon should be more three, five, seven years of what to, you know, expect from stocks. And we're still in a low inflation environment, which is good for stocks. We're in a low interest rate environment, which is good for stocks. So, you know, I think stocks are the asset class that can probably give you over the next you know, seven years, average five to 7%. And that's going to be better than what you can get, I think, in the bond market. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your retirement toolkit from American Financial Investments by visiting AmericanFinancialSecurity.net or calling us at 928-771-8368. Welcome back to Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara. Uh, We have a guest today and his name is uh, Wayne Schmidt, um, Chartered Financial Analyst with Gradient Investments. So Wayne, as we've been talking about, uh, you know, where where the markets have kind of been during this bull bull market for the last, you know, nine, 10 years. What we saw a year ago was some really nice growth in the international stocks. And we've seen a little bit of a pullback on that, but kind of give us your outlook as far as what to look for, for some opportunities if they're available. Yeah, no, uh, fair question. You know, international has underperformed uh, the U.S. Really, I think if you go back, um, you know, quite a few years in this bull market here, the U.S. has kind of been the leader, um, at least in terms of returns in the equity markets. Our growth rates here have been higher than what we see overseas in in Europe. Um, Some of the news out of Europe recently has been you know, especially Germany, I think one of the down days we had in the market recently was kind of attributable to 
slower manufacturing out of Germany, you know, which has been a concern. So kind of the way the market's set up right now, the U.S. market's been in the lead uh, for a while, continues to be in the lead. Um, our valuations in the U.S. market are a little bit higher. So another way of saying, you know, international stocks look to be on sale relative to U.S. stocks. And it's just a question of, well, when, you know, are they going to start to catch fire? When are things going to start to get better internationally? Because that ebbs and flows. You know, there's times where international is the lead dog and there's times where the U.S. is the lead dog. And I think right now the U.S. has the tailwinds of a little bit stronger economy. Um, You know, so we're still positive on the U.S., but I think at the same time it's probably smart to have some of your money invested internationally in stocks just because there's better value. Those stocks are a little bit more on sale uh, than the U.S. stocks. So I think there's an opportunity there. But at the end of the day, you really want to have a balanced uh, portfolio, you know, and diversify your risk from equities to bonds and within equities. Well, you own some growth stocks, you own some value stocks, you own some international, you own U.S., just to make sure you have broad diversification because it's hard to pick, you know, when one particular market is going to be outstanding, you know, relative to the other markets. But we still like the U.S., uh, but international will have its day here soon. So, so, you know, Wayne, we, we, we look to a lot of clients look to having those really strong, powerful companies that uh, continuously year after year pay dividends Mm-hmm. And of course, we look to those on the domestic side, but what what are you still seeing as far as dividend paying companies on the international side? Yeah, I think it, dividend paying is is a great long term strategy. You know, these are companies that generally have solid cash flow, you know, strong financial statements, balance sheets, and things where they can afford to pay the dividend. You know, we have two portfolios that we run. It's the the G40I, which is basically 40 international companies that pay an above market dividend. So you get a nice dividend yield in a low interest rate environment. That's a good thing. You know, then we have our gradient 50 portfolio, which are 50 individual stocks that also pay a nice dividend. Companies like Johnson & Johnson and Exxon um, are the type of companies. There'd all be names that you know if you look through the portfolio of U.S. names. Um, in that and a lot of the international names you would know also just because they're they're global companies, you know, whether it be a Toyota or um, Honda and those type of companies that uh, that pay a constant dividend. They've been a little bit and, and they tend to be value companies. So as a group, they've generally underperformed the market, you know, and the growth companies have been where all the action is. So you know, they're a little bit safer place to be in the stock market. And I think with stocks running, you know, higher right now in terms of price and valuation, it's probably a little bit safer place to invest both in those international dividend paying stocks and then also those U.S. dividend paying stocks. You know, one of the things that we look look for when we're evaluating someone's portfolio is to find a true a blend of investments that really fit what they can sleep well at night having within um, their financial assets. And so 
what what we try to look at is okay give some strong guarantees if if they're looking at like they're if they're a balanced investor kind of lean to a little bit more safety in lieu of where bonds have been we try to put some really strong guarantees in there with some of the annuities Mm -hmm. the fixed annuities and then of course some of the portfolios people still like to have a a flare of some blend of bonds and some of the portfolios truly have that but yet still have a a good share of stocks that could give them that really nice growth potential Uh, are you seeing some of those trends as well with other advisory firms around the country oh for sure you know and i think it's the you know what everyone's looking for is that you know balanced portfolio that's right for you and i know that's what you're doing with with your clients it's just to say that if we can get you positioned right you know and a lot of that has to do with making sure you know i like myself too getting closer to retirement and it's just trying to figure out well how much income do i need in retirement where is it going to come from you know how much risk am i willing to take when i you know a little bit different attitude when i'm 35 versus 63 you know in terms of how much risk willing to take in the marketplace but also realizing that you know, today, it, and you know, whether you probably have a life expectancy to, you know, early 80s, um, for sure, maybe mid 80s, and depending on your health, but, you know, still, if you're mid 60s, that's another 20 years, and you don't want to get too short sighted in your time horizon. So even those clients that you have that are, you know, just entered retirement, probably are still need to think about a 20 year time period. And you do need to have stocks to fit into that long-term investment horizon to do it. And yeah, you need liquidity and you need some things that are a little bit safer and you don't want to have, you know, your nest egg be down 50% because of a bad couple of years in the stock market. So you say, well, how much can I allocate to stocks? But knowing that you still need that long-term growth potential in your portfolio, dividend paying stocks are a, a nice way to get there. If you look at dividend paying stocks, you know, over a five-year return, you start to see how much the dividend is part of that total return. So that is really, really important to realize. It's just not all price, you know, but you got that dividend that pays year after year. Yeah, that really makes the return happen. And it's just that being steady Eddie in the stock market is is important too. And those dividend paying stocks give you a chance to do that. You know, and especially one of the things we talk about is on an average, for example, a 50 stock dividend paying stock average is about 3.55 or so on an average of dividends over those those 50 stocks. And um, are you still seeing that? Is that trended up and up or down? Yeah, no, that trend is hanging in place. And now with, you know, treasury rates coming down again, where we have the the 10 year back below 250, you know, all of a sudden those dividend on those higher paying dividend stocks like the, you know, Exxon and AT&T and Johnson and Johnson gets even more attractive because your dividend yield is higher than what you get in the US Treasury market, which is a nice little boost. And you still have the growth potential, you know, of those, I'll call them safer stocks, but you know, they still have volatility, but you know, they're, they're going to have a good chance where the price goes up, you know, and over time, like a company like Johnson and Johnson, they basically raise their dividend every year. You know, if you were smart enough to buy Johnson and Johnson 25 years ago, 
the dividend you're receiving today is probably pretty much close to what you paid for the the stock. So you can see where that becomes a, a great long-term investment. It, you look at some of those char- charts and it's, it's very impressive indeed. You know, Wayne, this has truly been a delight. And for all of you listeners out there, uh, just out of full disclosure, we work with uh, Gradient Investments and some of these portfolios that Wayne talked about. We we recommend to those people that where it's a good fit. And for the long-term investor that wants to have some position in the market, we look with a lot of confidence to what Wayne and his uh, colleagues and team do. And and uh, we just appreciate so much uh, your time here today, Wayne. Thank you. Well, it's been, a, it's been a delight for me. Thank you, Ron. Have a great day. We'll see all of you next week. Thank you for listening to Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara. Give your financial future a jumpstart and call this week for your complimentary strategy session. Call 928-771-8368 or visit their website at afsprescott.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services offered through American Financial Investments, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and tax services are offered through American Financial Security. American Financial Investments and American Financial Security are affiliated companies. American Financial Investments American Financial Security, Ron Stevenson, Barbara Clark Stevenson are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government entity.